I'm Daniel Frey and this is the Daniel Frey.me Talks, a podcast for anyone who wants to become or is already a developer. If you like to stay up to date with different technologies, learn from experts in the field and help you improve your career further, then this podcast is for you. I also invite you to follow us on DanielFrey.me. So let's begin. So hello everyone and welcome back yet to another episode and today with me a very special guest his name is Ron and today we're going to be talking about software architecture. Now Ron why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to the audience. Yeah sure thanks. So anyways um, well I've been in the software development uh, area for about 20 years now. Um, I've been doing quite a few roles, uh, a software engineer, a development manager, and uh, in the last seven years now, uh, a software architect. Um, I've been doing mostly um, web and, and high scale and high availability systems. Um, back then, uh, it was uh, just uh, server side, but now it's uh, the cloud. Um, so I, I, I've, I've, I've been watching the, the technologies uh, change uh, a long time and, and uh, things uh, have gotten to quite uh, impressive scales uh, from, I don't know, from a few millions uh, requests a day to a few billions requests a day in a matter of a few years. Very exciting times. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it. Great. So you have uh, been in the field for a while um, and right now you work as a software architect uh, yourself, right? At the risk risk field? Riskified. Uh, that's the, yeah, that's the, that's the name. Um, it's a, well, it's a company with uh, multiple products uh, in the area of uh, fraud detection and uh, um, uh, analyzing uh, the authenticity and uh, the the the, uh, the requests of of, uh, of the checkout process uh, of a given uh, merchant uh, and and uh, this area is quite uh, exciting in itself. Uh, Fraudsters are <laughs> becoming more and more sophisticated, and and and, and therefore uh, the the protective uh, uh, layer should should also uh, uh, have have the, the the right answers for that. Right. So you are doing quite a. It sounds like quite a complex system. I think. Um, and uh, yeah, it is. So you're you're obviously working there as an uh, architect, and uh, you know working on this uh, major challenge but um yeah i think to kickstart our talk and it's uh, again software architecture maybe we can uh, maybe we can start by identifying um a little bit what do what does software architect mean yeah i think uh, it's a pretty fluid uh term uh, what, what what is uh, actually a software architect well, what does it do what do what do they do um I think it changes from organization uh, from one organization to another, and uh, taking into account the organization's uh, size uh, or at least the R and D organization size, uh, the, the 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 role changes and the scopes uh, uh, might uh, be different. Um, well, in the in the size of uh, let's say more than a uh, hundred uh, uh, people in in the in the R and D uh, org in the tech org, um, I think that the architects uh, the, the role of the architect is to um, mainly to align the product roadmap with the technical or the engineering one. Um, and have a very wide uh, uh, view on the system uh, in, in many aspects, both in a product aspect and, and also engineering and security aspect uh, and so forth. So the architect is one of the few persons in the tech org who has this uh, wide view uh, in mind. 
and therefore would would uh, also uh, sometimes uh, uh, say now we should not go to this direction because it it's not it's not aligned it's it's a it's a detour it's not it's not a it's not focused enough uh, uh, with the product uh, roadmap or or the security roadmap and so forth um that's that's the main role i think uh additional roles are quite uh, inbound engineering wise to approve or disapprove uh, designs and uh, architectures and uh, keep the the standards uh, of the of the of the engineering uh, and, and the developers and choose the languages and the technologies and also become part of the hiring process uh, sometimes and uh, uh, try to try to raise the bar in terms of uh, quality and uh, uh, successfulness of the engineering org. So it's quite a few roles that I just uh, described. Um, and and I think it's sometimes it's uh, some of the roles that I just uh, described uh, might uh, be considered as part of the, let's say, back-end guild or the front-end guild. There are some, some there is some kind of a guild uh, uh, organization inside the R&D. Uh, so, some companies have it, some don't. So it, it really depends on the company and, and, and what, what does it have inside its uh, R&D organization. Right, right. So basically, it sounds like it's a role with the wide, you know, spread arms in in everywhere, and try and and, yeah. and actually, this is what I really want to also talk about is how can actually you be, you know, um, in so many places in one time, right? You're one person after all, um, and uh, it sounds quite ca- can be quite chaotic, and and uh, and you know, you eventually. Um, supposedly, you know, are the gathering of all those knowledges together. So my question to you would be is how does your day-to-day look like? How does it exactly, um, you know, with giving all those roles maybe um, summarizes into day-to-day? Yeah. Okay, so first of all, I think that there are a... a few variants of this uh, same role of being an architect. Some architects are hands-on and like uh, uh, 50% of their time they would uh, code or, or do something similar. And some, uh, and this is my current role, um, would uh, hardly touch the keyboard in order to code, maybe to do some uh, POCs, a, a proof of concept that is, and, and, and maybe... Uh, try out uh, a few technologies. Um, but uh, to me, the, the day-to-day is uh, um, have a lot of meetings. <laughs> um, I, I listen a lot. I listen to what the product manager has to say. I listen to what the engineering managers have to say. And, and I also listen to the developers themselves and, and try to, to um, pinpoint their pains. Uh, each of the sides have a few, a, a few pains and we try to together to, to prioritize uh, uh, the tasks and, and the features alongside with the, uh, um, the things or the, the processes that would uh, decrease the, the pains uh, for each of the sides. Um, and and that's, uh, that's my main, uh, um, my, most of my time w- would go to, to meetings and, and to taking notes and do follow-up meetings and, and do more brainstormings. And additionally, or eventually we would have, uh, if it's, an architectural uh, meeting, uh, we will have uh, some kind of a document which will be presented uh, sometimes by me, but uh, most of the times will be presented by the the actual team that would take this project, uh, will we'll move it forward uh, and so forth. So 
I'm trying to be a, an enabler, a supporter of processes, uh, of R&D processes, of, of technologies, uh, but not, uh, I, it's, it's not for me to, to, uh, to say that uh, this technology has to be used now uh, if it's not the uh, business, business-wise justified or, or engineering-wise justified. We will not take any, any technology as interesting as it may be uh, just because we like uh, the sound of it. Uh, we would use it and implement it and adapt it if it's uh, justified. So it's also part of the job to to understand, to 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 estimate risks and so forth. But again, uh, uh, it's mostly meetings for the time being. Right. So yeah, something interesting that I want to touch upon uh, from what you said. You're there to listen and um, enable yeah. um, for, for being an enabler for, for the, the pain points of, of the product of the engineering managers and then the developers themselves. And uh, I can, yeah. I, for me, it sounds like you're kind of, uh, you know, this uh, psychologist that sits there and listens to all the people's <laughs> uh, uh, problem uh, problems and um try to make a kind of um, a way to make everybody happy, right? In a way. Yeah, I think, uh, well, I think it, that, that you just described it uh, like kind of a therapy here, right? A, a process of two sides uh, or, or more sitting in one table and trying to figure out <laughs> something uh, a, a conflict or, or I don't know, a, a, a mental collision or something like that. Um, so yeah, that's, that's part of the job, I think, uh, to, to try to um, find creative solutions sometimes, to think sometimes out of the box. It's a cliche, but, you know, sometimes it's necessary. Um, and I think it's, uh, um, well, I, I wouldn't say that every, each of the side would be happy. You, you, just, you, you just mentioned the word, the, the term, make, make people happy. Sometimes it's, uh, it's, uh, sometimes it's satisfied. Sometimes it's uh, uh, becoming a, a part of the solution or, or part of the um uh, we have the same goal, right? Uh, so, 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 I think that my part as an architect is to emphasize this, uh, to 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 reflect to both uh, sides. Let's say that uh, we have the same goal, and we have to think together of how can we achieve it, how can we uh, move towards it, and what uh, what are the trade offs. And sometimes the trade-off would be that the engineering side would have to sometimes accept that not everything would be as perfect as they thought it would be. And sometimes it's the product side that would have to accept that we'll have to deliver it not as originally thought, but with... A fewer, a few, a few features less than than the original plan. So it's a trade-off. But but my role is on mostly to 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 keep both sides on the same on, on the same side, which is the business improvement and the business goals. So. You know, looking at your role um, and a bit further now and understanding also how does the connection between you and the team um, goes, it also leads me to then how do you exactly then create this connection with the, with the, with those people, with the teams? How do you really start? Yeah, you know, you uh, just joined the company. Yeah, engagement, engagement is uh, is is the key for 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 actually gaining trust. Uh, for me, as as an architect in a in a new in a new org, uh, that's the that's the first milestone that I should achieve: uh, uh, gaining trust from all ends. Um, 
So how do do I do that? So first of all, I I I, I had one-on-one -on -one meetings and intros uh, with <laughs> with about twenty people. Um, uh, for each one, I talked to them. I took notes. I I started listening from the beginning of, of what the, what their pains are and and how do they see the issues that we are having in riskified or any tech org for that matter and i mostly took notes and asked questions but you know it's it's an intro meeting and then only by a, a, only after the first round of, of intro meetings, I, I just uh, uh, had enough time with my my manager, and then uh, I did some follow up meetings with uh, uh, with the closer closer circle of product managers and engineering managers, and by that I I, I start engaging and and I I took. I took ownership on on the first project, and and I'm moving to forward, and 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 keeping it in a good shape and and good pace. So eventually, it's it's a it's a gradual uh, process of uh, of gaining trust. Um, that's my attitude, but. It, it's not the only attitude. Some architects or, or other people would uh, uh, would do things more. I don't know, dramatically or more uh, intensively. Uh, I try to start uh, uh, keeping a low profile for for a short while and digesting and and I don't know, uh, trying to do the right moves and and having, let's say. Uh, my first uh, success uh, uh, goals, successful goals would would be taking ownership and uh, of of a project, of a simple project, and then proving myself uh, as a as an architect uh, for a smaller sc scope, and, and then move on to to larger projects. Um, that that's my uh, approach, um, and, and I have to say that. By now, it's it's uh, uh, it feels it feels good. It feels uh, uh, like the, the right thing to do. Uh, I started uh, uh, to get uh, recognition. I'm only a few weeks. I don't know six six or seven weeks uh, uh, here in Riskified, and I started to get my recognition. And and people come and try to advise and what do you say. What I say about this, what do I say about that? Even even with uh, from from the outer circle, or, or from from not from my from my immediate uh, impact uh, circle. So I think it's okay. I think it's moving uh, moving moving forward uh, uh, pretty good. Um, so that's uh, that's that's my approach, and that's my way of doing things. Yeah, and I I really like that. Um, I actually do really like this approach, and I think that um, it is. I think there to find a balance between um, right as we said to to have um, getting to know everybody as a new joiner, and the balance of you know having also small achievements that it will gradually yeah. uh, become larger as you take more responsibilities yeah. and more authority as well over things and um speaking a little bit about authority so <laughs> do you actually then have any authority over teams this specific role of uh, tech leadership uh, and from then on to to becoming an architect uh, is is having a some kind of uh working together without an authority how, how can i convince how can i uh, um, uh, how can i actually uh, say something and uh, uh, we, we would uh, agree about upon it um, without the authority so that's the main challenge but uh, i think it's um, i think it's a bit uh, radical to say that uh, the architect does not have uh, an authority at all. Uh, 
as an architect, I have to report to some, some kind of manager, uh, at least in the tech orgs that I took place in. Uh, I had to report to a group manager, a director of R&D, or, and so forth, or, or, the, of, or the VP R&D. It depends. So uh, if, if something goes completely wrong, uh, and and some kind of uh, I don't know a development manager or or a, or a product manager for for, uh, for that reason it also possible uh, somebody uh, uh, disagrees with me uh, I, I eventually if if nothing else. Uh, 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 if I, if I had no success otherwise, I might go to my direct manager and uh, get him or her uh, involved. And by doing that, I might also lose some credit and and lose some trust. So it should be the last resort. Like it's not uh, it, it's not uh, uh, it should be pretty uncommon or rare. To, to do that uh, kind of uh, action. Um, so so it, I have some kind of uh, a supporting manager if I need, but uh, the expectation is uh, don't use this uh, ticket uh, uh, so often. It, it should be quite an uncommon way to solve things on my level. Right, because as we as we identify a little bit more this uh, architect role, it starts to seem uh, as if more that you need to be kind of a uh, communication ninja, right? You, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think uh, communication is a key uh, a key part of of being becoming a a, a software architect. Um, I, I once described it as the one that, uh, that the person who connects the dots, like uh, listening to this and listening to that and uh, taking part in this meeting and that and combining the, 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 the views to, to, a, to a one unified view of the system with many layers or, or uh, uh, tiers, if you want. Um, but yes, communication is is a mandatory requirement for for becoming a software architect. I, I don't see how else it could be. Awesome. So um, let me ask you something, Ron. Uh, let given a, a, a let's say a situation um, where people disagree with you um, because you know you obviously it, it it can happen, right? You suggested something and people have disagreed with you, but you really believe in that. How do you communicate that, um, that you, you do want, um, you know, things to work out on obviously on what you would like to, to happen as well, right? Because it's not always about, let's say the product has this idea, the, the developers have this idea. Um, and there is also, of course, the engineering managers. But then at the end of the day, you come and say, okay, I also have an opinion. Um, and also there is a, obviously maybe it solves some pinpoints of others and and some people may just disagree with you so what i really wonder is that, that how do you then um communicate that um and try to get, get gain people to more to be on your side first of all that's <laughs> that's that's a pretty hard question you're, you're asking now uh so i thank you for that <laughs> <laughs> i'm not um, making it any easy here for for my guests yeah yeah cool so okay First of all, I, if it's a technical issue that I would like to promote my idea and think uh, that my idea of where solving this uh, problem is uh, better in terms of, I don't know, scale or availability or readability or maintainability and so forth, uh, I would try to uh, sit with the... Um, the, the, the one who actually uh, disagrees with me and will try to um, uh, uh, will try to to convince by 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 using 
the, the common knowledge that we have, like books or, or famous articles, and try to rely on, on those resources as my, uh, let's say, um, guidelines or, or north light, if you will. So, uh, northern light. Um, so, in software engineering, there is no uh, single truth or uh, no silver bullet, as one of uh, the, the famous articles uh, says. And we have to sometimes uh, uh, know what the trade-offs are. Uh, so if, if there is some kind of a disagreement, what I would like to achieve is to know exactly where the the what's the tipping point what's the what's the exact point where you think that we sacrifice too much and i think that this uh, this uh, uh, approach is better so if we like uh, uh, let's say that you want uh, the code to be uh, um uh, the, the performance the performance is is you think is 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 better or, or, or should get a, a, a better or, or more significant value than I, what I think maintainability and code readability should actually become a better value for this matter so um, when we achieve or when we discuss this together and, and, and actually we get to the point where, okay, you say that performance is better than maintainability. Okay, now we can actually uh, choose which principle is, uh, uh, takes precedence, which principle is higher uh, than the other. And, and after... After that, it's quite well. Not not always. It's a, a it's a convenient uh, truth to 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 face. But uh, uh, sometimes, uh, when it comes to to this kind of discussions, uh, my role as a software architect, uh, which uh, also uh, expresses my experience in software engineering and uh, and architecture. Uh, would take precedence, like my, let's say my, like uh, the values that I think uh, are better uh, um, by definition would somehow overcome your values. Uh, and and sometimes it's a difficult truth to 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 face or to to cope with. But um, if we if we'll have to, if we will. Uh, be driven only by wall-to-wall uh, uh, -wall agreements and uh, like consensus, uh, it would take a lot of time, and and it, the, the 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 velocity would be very low. So we sometimes have to take decisions, but the discussions would actually um, uh, the, the the things that the values or the software development principles would uh, uh, would raise uh, during those discussions and then we could uh, uh, pretty simply say that let's say uh, readability and maintainability is a better uh, than, better than performance uh, so so and then and this is a guideline. This is what we, as a tech org, uh, uh, um, we have it as a as a leading guideline or a major guideline uh, uh, across teams and 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 developers. Well, I think that um, if I summarize it correctly with the, what you're saying, um, is that whenever you you find people that disagree with you, you're trying to. Um, really find the, where does the collusion happen between your values and their values and try to perhaps um, make sense yeah. out of this uh, whole, you can say, debate um, and, 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 and kind of find the, um, the common ground. And if no common ground has been found, is really 
um, I think being followed by the, the the certain principles that your company follows, um, and 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 I think every company has you can say some values and principles whenever they um, write their software, and I think that that if you're referring um, using that reference as as your you can say um, encouragement to your values, then then obviously you're in a better spot. Um, and if your company does not have values and not does not have, um, you can say an attitude around software development, perhaps it is time to do do that just exactly that with sitting with your with your engineers and do make those values so that whenever such discussions do appear like uh, you, you mentioned performance versus readability and maintainability which uh, I have had uh, also myself in the past with with uh, my teams we always um yeah love that we could use the the company's values or the the team's values for the engineering um when it comes to those discussions, but it's also not black and white. Um, and I think that, that there should be, um, again, for both sides a way to express it um, and, and, and find um, the best way scenario, the best ideal case scenarios where there is the common ground. Otherwise then um, obviously have to make um, some you know, understanding that do we actually also the time that we're spending now discussing it helps us and then and then and, and also makes sense. So I know uh, it was a difficult question, but you handle it quite well. So thank you uh, for uh, taking up on that challenge. Um, so yeah. you know, I'm actually wondering for myself, like if I would want to become, a, you know, a software architect. Um, you know, what kind of, uh, why don't you like, uh, Ron, walk me through the roadmap, um, that you would describe, uh, to, um, to take what it takes to become an architect. So we can start with what it takes, um, and then take it maybe to what kind of trainings did you do? Um, and, uh, yeah, maybe some mm -hmm. tips. So let's start uh, with what it takes uh, to become an architect in your perspective obviously um to those who listen to this episode um the things that we say here is basically um from our experiences right and our opinions and 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 it's not um again a black and white uh, truth and there can be many paths to becoming anything that you want um but we have ron today to to tell us his uh, his path and his and his way of doing it so Go ahead. Well, uh, as we as we talked about the architect role, the architect's role in in the organization is is uh, from this we can derive the the what what does it take to to become one. So uh, uh, since uh, communication skills are are an essential an essential uh, part of becoming a successful architect, I think. Uh, it it should it's it's a matter of personality sometimes uh, if you are a communicative uh, person and and you like to listen and to share your um, thoughts and uh, and would like to participate in in meetings and and you don't see it as a burden and and and, and you see it as part of your day to day day job uh I think that's a, that's a, <laughs> that's a, that's a good uh, starting point, um, but but I think it's uh, uh, I would like to take this uh, to answer from the bottom to to top. Like um, I think it's a gradual process of becoming a more impactful a uh, person in the tech org. So. Uh, when you have the technology drive, like you learn about new technologies, you you enjoy coding and practicing uh, uh, systems. Uh, may it be uh, complex front ends or complex back ends or anything that actually your company does and you, you like it. Uh, I think that if if technology drives you and 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 you are passionate 
about it. You start from becoming an important technology person in the in the team. And some teams uh, would call this kind of a developer a senior engineer or a senior developer. Some would call it a, a, a tech lead of, of the team. So if you, uh, some of the, um, there are great uh, um, people who, who love this position and stay as tech leads uh, and would not like to, to move uh, to, to another, to a wider uh, uh, scope uh, leadership. But uh, so, so, so it, it, it doesn't mean that it's, uh, uh, I don't know, it's a negative thing to, to, to become and stay as a, as a team, uh, team tech lead. Uh, and yet some would feel that uh, after, I don't know, a few years uh, would would think that they would like to have a wider scope of, of, of impact. And from then on, uh, we could see that uh, there is this uh, tech leader of the group, a group of, uh, uh, I don't know, three or more teams. Uh, and then... Uh, this is uh, sometimes uh, this role is uh, described as a staff engineer, uh, and and then uh, you you take uh, you take part in 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 cross team projects and and try to to make things happen in the group level and become uh, the the tech leader of the group, which also implies a. a writing the group's standards and and making sure that we follow them and uh, taking part sometimes of the uh, of interviewing uh, uh, the 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 uh, other senior developers or tech leaders and so forth so uh, this is like uh, uh, gradually becoming more impactful inside the tech org. So uh, uh, let's say that uh, you've spent another two or three, I don't know how many, how long uh, will it take, but sometimes you find it uh, that the group level is also um, a little bit uh, binder than that and, and, and not enough for your uh, uh, aspirations. And, and then you try to make your way uh, to become an even more uh, impactful person uh, as a tech lead uh, inside an existing organization or by becoming a, an architect uh, to another in another one. So I think that, let's say that a staff engineer could could quite easily also be titled as a software architect but again it's the it's the role's name a uh, staff engineer but actually what uh, uh, they would do is uh, pretty close to 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 actually uh, being a a software architect and and moving uh, to to a wider scope of impact uh, that's definitely a, a software architect. Sometimes it's also called a principal engineer, uh, and 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 so forth. So uh, I think that the title of the the position might be a little bit misleading or, or confusing. The, the main the main thing is is what you do in your day to day uh, uh, job. Uh, do you try to 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 align the roadmaps to try to sit to sit with the uh, product managers and and the engineers and try to um, make things work. That that's the main thing here, and, and that's the most important uh, thing. Not the the title per se. So I think that. <laughs> uh it, it was a, it, it was a long answer but but uh, uh, moving from bottom to top uh, or, or bottom up uh, i think that uh, the, the meaning of of the word the uh, soft or, or, or the what does it take to to become or what does it take for to, to be a software architect is the passion to have a wide impact on the tech org 
Uh, and and the road to and the way to achieve it is to 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 have the the, the I don't know the the more the, the modest scope of of a team and from then on to to a group level and from then on to to becoming a cross groups a, a tech lead so uh, that's that's my point of view or that's how I did it um, and and I think that. I, I still have the passion. I still have the, um, uh, I'm still driven by engineering excellence and, and uh, try to apply it uh, on, 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 the, uh, on a wide scope. So I think, um, I, think I, I answered most of, 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 of your question, but also you had, You asked about uh, tips and uh, maybe tricks <laughs> and, and, and how, how, how would one uh, learn to, to become an architect or, or, or training? Um, so I think it's most, for me, it's mostly about uh, reading a few essential or substantial books in the area of, uh, of uh, coding and architectures, uh, like uh, Clean Code and Clean Architecture and Martin Fowler's books and, and uh, um, a few also, a few... Um, You have you have a lot of uh, courses in Udemy, and you have a lot of uh, uh, vid good videos and, and not so good videos in YouTube. Um, so you have to you have to um, make some time to to try and watch and, and to get actually recommendations of what to watch and what what to avoid. Uh, but I, it's it's the priority that one should should make for. For their own, uh, uh, for their own learning and, and uh, becoming more professional uh, uh, and, and, and learning more about uh, architectures and, and, and designs, uh, one should al al always make some time to for, for self improvement and self uh, self learning. Um, so it doesn't really matter how accurate you are or, or, or lucky to 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 get uh, to watch the the exact uh, movies that, uh, that that are videos that are good but um, it's more about uh, uh, being consistent about making time for your own uh, self-improvement and, and self-learning uh, uh, yeah and i i think now that's uh Your answer that you gave is indeed uh, very descriptive and long, but I think that you um, you have summarized it uh, pretty well of uh, your roadmap and then the kind of trainings that we will also attach in the description that the people can uh, can take to. But for me, it really sounds and boils down to, I think, the, the natural path that you go through as you grow um, as a developer yourself, and if you want to take a, a, you know, get more impact in the, in the, in the, in your company, so like become the senior developer that takes more responsibility and knows a bit ahead of the project the, then becoming you know the, the tech lead if you will call it like that um, and really as then as the cycle goes on and on and you grow you come maybe to the point where do you uh, prefer to be more of a person that you know joins maybe to more meetings again we said software architecture can in every company be different in your case scenarios mostly it has been to really talk a lot with people and communicative and i know that some software architects has been really hands-on and really developing so Uh, it, it maybe also depends really which company you go to and what the role means for them. Um, but, you know, does it sometimes feel wrong to you that um, you need to know everything? Because, I mean, it, you need you are the, um, you can say people will rely on your opinion, uh, maybe uh, on down levels as, as somebody that um, kind of has to know everything because here I have a problem, he's an architect and he needs to know it all. Now, do you feel that pressure? If so, how do you handle it? Um, um, and uh, yeah, let's just talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So... <laughs> It's always uh, 
there are always new technologies out there, right? So, <laughs> and more uh, programming languages that uh, I haven't had the, the 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 experience or the 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 roles that actually had experience with them. So, um, to me, uh, if you if you um, use the term uh, pressure and uh, if if this is becoming a pressure, then maybe you're not on the right position for you. Uh, it it's a challenge. It's a challenge, and uh, learning new technologies and and sometimes new programming languages is part of the job. If you don't really enjoy it, then maybe it's not for you, or or maybe you're not so motivated as you were, I don't know, five years ago or 10 years ago. So, uh, in, so, so, so maybe, uh, so if it's, if it's, <laughs> if the experience of, of, of learning is, is, uh, actually not becomes a burden and, and it's not a, it's not a good experience for you. Uh, then that's a signal. Uh, 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 maybe you should take, I don't know, uh, maybe you should try to, to move to some other uh, less, uh, <laughs> less demanding uh, position. Uh, so to me, it's a challenge, but let's say that, uh, let's say for, for, for the sake of discussion, let's say that, say that uh, we agree that uh, this is only a challenge. So, uh, I would still have to uh, be productive in in a in a technical discussion about uh, this or that. So, uh, in my opinion, I should try to let's say for that uh, in 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 Riskify the here uh, we code in Scala. So Scala is not a programming language language that I have experience in. Uh, so to me a, a uh, um, the, the, one of the things that uh, I would uh, love to do is to start coding in Scala, get to feel, uh, get to get to feel it, um, uh, see how it goes, see how complex or or simple uh, it is. Try to try to adjust and to to uh, absorb its mindset its its values uh, uh, and see what actually programming in in scala uh, really is so um i should not be or it's it, it would be uh, wrong for me to 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 aim to become a scala expert uh, uh, within i don't know one year or or at all uh, for, for me, it's it's uh, I, I should uh, uh, understand Scala code within I don't know uh, two to three months, and to 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 become uh, one of the code reviewers in the organization. Um, but uh, I think that it it should it should also have some kind of a. a of of a, a milestone that once achieved, uh, we should uh, try to, I don't know, <laughs> relax. If 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 it was uh, um, if if pressure was on, and so so now it's time to relax. And and now yeah, we know Scala or whatever programming languages uh, it, it is, and and we move on to the next technology that the organization uses. And we still don't know it uh, for a basic or or mid level, and and that's it. We shouldn't be the architect should not be the the most uh, uh, experienced or professional person in each and every technology. Instead, uh, the architects should uh, try to involve the the tech experts in the in the discussions and and. And, and use their knowledge. Uh, it's not it, otherwise. It it's it doesn't scale if if we use the the term of of uh, of, of large systems. So yeah. So 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 we shouldn't aim to be 
experts, but we should participate uh, to the uh, and learn to to the basic levels at least. And uh, sometimes it's more fun uh, uh, becoming uh, uh, more than basics, uh, like uh, uh, doing some some things advanced. Uh, but but uh, at least become uh, with the basic knowledge in each and every core technology that the tech org uh, uses. And from then on, you, you, you can uh, participate in technical discussions and say smart enough things or opinions. Right. And I really like what you said because it's basically... It does kind of take um, if you understand your role in that uh, in in that play in that you know the I will call it mm-hmm. in that game, it yeah. becomes less less pressuring because you do need to understand the principles I would say of software architecture of software development in general, and then from then on you know you understand how for example for you Scala was new you understand how you you know write functions how you declare you know variables yeah, and everything exactly. but but it's yeah. all eventually. Actually, um, kind of uh, boils down later on to the same principles of you know the clean code stuff, the uh, how you organize your your you know your components, your files, everything, etc. So uh, for me, it seems like the the principles and the core things are much more important than the you can say uh, language of, of of building something is an implementation detail. Um, and mm-hmm. and and what something that I really like that you said is that you don't aim to be an expert uh, on a certain programming language. But more on the you can say overall um, uh, things and the the, the principles, uh, which I think is basically then describing of the architecture role within itself. So, Ron, as we're approaching to the end of this episode, um, I would like to first of all thank you for joining me today. It has been great, um, and we hopefully helped uh, some one of the listeners to to understand a little bit more the role, what it uh, what it takes to become uh, you know an architect, um, and 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 perhaps you know inspire someone as well. Any anything you would like to say uh, before we say goodbye? What I said earlier about uh, tech, technical leadership is that the, the becoming a team level technical leader is 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 great and and sometimes people uh, aim for uh, becoming an architect and then they say wait this is too many meetings this is too many communication let me just code or or lead a, a complex project. Uh, instead, so don't uh, don't get the, the impression that uh, 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 becoming a software architect is the holy grail of uh, technical leadership. Uh, sometimes a, a person would love to stay and, and keep the position of uh, of uh, uh, of technical leadership in other aspects such as a, a I don't know staff engineer or 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 a, or a tech lead in 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 the team scope it's it's more than fine sometimes it's necessary great great advice right there so thank you Ron thank you for having me it was a great uh, experience for me really thank you for listening to the daniel frey.me talks get access to previous episodes the transcript for today's show as well as other exclusive content at daniel frey.me